anxious do you become when your child starts exploring new things in their world? After all, our need to protect them is completely natural, right? But did you know so is their need to explore? Hi, I'm Dr. Dewey Wilson, and together with my co-host, Dr. John Trent, we're going to discuss what fearless exploration looks like for our children and how we can help them successfully explore while also staying safe as they grow and mature. Well, welcome back to the Relationally Intelligent Child Podcast. And John, good to have you. And uh, we, last time we, uh, we pretty much buttoned up, if you will, the, the secure attachment. Yeah, which is, again, um, you were a house builder and talked about how that foundation is so important. And uh, so now that they've built that, uh, you know, secure attachment or at least have that idea that, boy, th- this is crucial. That's not just optional. This is really crucial. But now is the time to add on. And uh, one thing that we add on is what we'll be talking about this time, which is what? That fearless exploration. Right. So, we, I mean, fearless exploration. I mean, all of us in our minds, we have some idea of what exploration is. But, I mean, give us some insight on that. I mean, what, what do you mean when we talk about fearless exploration? Well, I mean, all of us that are parents or grandparents, um, you see it again with those little kids, see something amazing, which is when once the kids become mobile, okay, um, and they start to walk off, they take a few steps, and then how often it is when they just turn around. Mm-hmm. Or they're even sitting down, but they want to turn around and just make sure, hey, you're still watching me. <laughs> you're still there, right? Well, then they'll take a few more steps, and then they turn around. So that's that secure attachment. What it does is it it almost breeds that natural sense that we have, because kids are going to explore, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. And they, they spend the majority of their life exploring yeah I mean what is a what does a teenager do uh, when they get their when they get their driver's license yeah they're gonna go explore yeah I mean now it's like man we got to get out of jail free card and, and no longer are we constrained to the the four walls of our home now we can get out there and explore our world well it's no different when they're toddlers yeah I mean when you know when they're running around the house and and they find some foreign object what's the first thing they're gonna do with it yeah put it in their mouth uh, test it uh, you know, if they're boy, boys, see if it breaks. But there's that sense, I think, and that's what we want to kind of hammer on today is when we say fearless exploration, there's really a part we can play in that as parents, okay, in terms of us exploring that kid. And sometimes that then gives them a sense of how they can go explore their world, but the freedom to explore. So we'll dive into all that today. And and maybe we'll – so why don't we just start there? Why don't we just start with that um, – real sense of uh, maybe exploration really does begin with us, modeling in that for, for our kids. Uh, we've said it before, but I think it bears repeating. And, you know, it's like the old thing, you know, you have to hear seven, something seven times before it actually begins yeah. to stick. Yeah. Well, he, here it is. Uh, they're gonna, our children are going to take their cues from us. And if, if we're anxious, uh, and that is, you know, if we're, if we're anxious about even allowing them to explore their world, 
then they may be a little bit more apprehensive to explore their world because they see the anxiety in us. Yeah. And so it's important for you as parents, as you begin to, to raise your child, just to remember that oh, in itself. It, it is. Um, there, there's a really outstanding book uh, called The Self-Driven Child, and it talks a lot about being a calm, non-anxious presence, which actually has been talked about for a long time. But really what they do is talk about that that child with a deep sense of security and attachment, right, as they begin to explore, well, if, it, if, there's a, if they're doing it in an environment of fear or anxiety, they'll draw back. That's right. So now, man, the more, the more calm we can be, uh, we're okay. They're you know getting near near the edge. That doesn't mean we don't step in or stop them or set sure. boundaries. But still, um, really, that goal of being a calm, non-anxious kind of parent. That's right. And, and and what we're doing actually, I mean, don't you find that what we're doing is we're building a safe base, yeah, a safe home base for them to back to, to return back to. Because yeah. just as you mentioned a while ago about the toddler turning around and looking for for mom or dad. What they've identified is this is a safe home base. Yeah. And that's what we want to do with our kids. We, yeah. It's so important that we establish that. Well, and and I, I want to go back to one thing, which is kind of uh, there's one of the things we talk about the uh, in the book is the explore, exploit choice that we make. And this is something that, you know, cognitive, you know, cognition people talk about a lot. Uh, and, and what it's saying is, is the older you get, basically, mm-hmm. you, people will tend to limit uh, their exploring mm-hmm. because it's kind of like, all right, I've, there's only three restaurants, I hate to say it, we're so old, with my wife and I. Um, in, in where we live in Arizona, there's restaurants everywhere because it's a you know destination. People come out all the time in the Scottsdale area. So we have tons of restaurants. We end up just going to like three over and over and over. And the reason why is well, we've done our exploring. Well, do we um, – our kids haven't. That's right. And sometimes we can try to protect them. Other times we think, well, that's just unnecessary. You don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we really need to open up their world. That's so important. Well, it is important. But don't you find that maybe one reason why we don't is because we don't want to take the risk? But the problem is is that when we're raising children, it seems. I mean, how many parents today just want to bubble wrap their children and keep them safe? Yeah. And by not allowing them to fearlessly explore their world, then what they're going to do is they're, they're, they're going to come to a place to where their choices are limited based on what they've been able to explore in their own home. Yeah. It's so important that we allow them to explore and not exploit like you're, what you're talking about yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's a good starting point as we talk about exploration. I think they're getting the idea that whether it's a little kid taking a few steps away or it's a high school kid. When you mentioned that, the day we turned 16, uh, we had a green Volkswagen uh, Bug, a 65. <laughs> and so there was, it took almost no gas. And my mom wrote us a letter. So we're 16 years old, my twin brother and I, and we drove to Indiana from Arizona Um and she wrote a letter in case the cough stopped us and said, hey, you know, my boys have permission to go to Indiana with the car. They're not stealing it or something. And I remember finding that a long time ago in a, in a, that I had saved it somewhere. 
But um, that may seem like a little extreme, but what my mom was great at doing was really saying, okay, now I'm sure as soon as we drove off, she was praying (laughs) big time that, wait a minute, what have I just done giving them permission? And you can't do that with every 16-year-old. But on the other hand, uh, there's a little bit of risk, isn't there, that goes into helping them explore? Yeah, absolutely, and and that is a that's a risk that we as parents. I mean, we have to we have to be willing to to have a conversation with ourselves and say, is it worth the risk that we have in our mind of allowing our child to to do something that maybe either we didn't get to do ourselves or that we have determined. Uh, could cause them harm or and, and granted I mean it's important that we that we maintain a watchful eye and yeah. be smart and wise in the decisions that we make but how many parents today do you, do you find that are just they hold them the kid in so tight and they don't allow them to explore in their own home because they're afraid of that they're going to get hurt. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's time. With a COVID lockdown world that has just shut everything down, and uh, it, it is time to just reopen. And I can't think of a better thing, too, to, to realize that, man, sometimes the things they choose to explore – now, as long as it's safe, you know, again, the, but they may not be what, what we – thought about. Let me, let me give you an example. And what was amazing is you and I were talking earlier, we have kind of a similar uh, example in this. But I can remember I was in grade school and lived in the desert in Arizona. Now, frankly, the ground's so expensive out there that they've it's all houses now, but it used to be just desert. So we'd ride our bikes out and we had found some really cool beer cans. And you know, my mom didn't drink. Uh, we, but I remember bringing them home, and we had been to the Arizona State Fair, and we had seen a bunch of collections. And Carl Larson, my good buddy back then, and I decided we're gonna have a, we're gonna get a beer can collection and enter it in the state fair, and we're gonna win. You know, well, I mean, think of the odds of that. You know, but. But I'm telling you, my mom, now she could have put the kibosh on it right then. She could have said, there is no, that's going to lead you to drinking and that's going to lead you to whatever, you know, and you're going to be out there digging around in the desert. And, uh, but, well, uh, bottom line is within about four or five months, my mom was driving us to the back of these bars and we'd dive into the dumpsters looking for that, you know, special beer can that we didn't have. And we actually won. I'm so, you know, I still have it. I still have the ribbon. We, uh, so here's a picture of Carl and I standing next to our, and we had probably about a hundred, over a hundred, uh, different, really cool beer cans. And, uh, we won third prize at the Arizona state fair. <laughs> now, again, people, we're probably going to get emails, you know, going, Oh, you just, you don't understand it. You don't make fun of, we're not making, you know, nobody, uh, you know, is saying, you know, become an alcoholic, but you, you, it was we didn't even have alcohol in our home, but it was a mom that was willing to say, "Oh my gosh, um, all right, that's really important to you. All right, let's give it a shot." You you've already shared with us about the secure attachment that she that she had already established with you boys. Yeah, and so what she's doing, and I mean, I hope you guys what you're hearing Dr. Trent say is is that that their mother stepped out of her world to enter into yours. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about self-talk 
in in secure attachment in the podcast. And if you haven't listened to it, you ought to go back and listen to it. Because you said a while ago she could have squashed the whole thing. Yeah. Or she could have said, oh, man, we can't do anything like that. I mean, what are our neighbors going to think? What are the people that we go to church with? I mean, what are they going to think? But what she weighed the alternative in her mind is that you know this is something that that my boys are finding value in yeah and we can i can either step out of myself and enter into their world and answer the questions okay is is this causing them any harm no yeah. is it causing me any harm no and, and and that's that's what we mean by by replacing the automatic thoughts with the alternative thoughts yeah and because sometimes we just don't have the take the opportunity to ask ourselves a few questions, we, we limit them yeah. or we don't allow them to experience an opportunity that could be well used as a, as a growth opportunity in their life. Yeah, I mean, the, the fear factor, I mean, if our, you remember you mentioned, you talked about filters mm-hmm. and, our, and just again, it, it just thinks, well, so, so we're not saying, you know, you have to do things that uh, are so far out there. Um, but I thank the Lord, um, Dewey, when my mom died, she was 76 years old. And, you know, when you lose somebody, uh, she had lived in a little, she was living in a little apartment at the time. And you know what that's like when you have to go in and clean up and and take everything. And I wanted to keep everything because, you know, it reminded me of her and, mm-hmm. and everything else. But um, there was a bookshelf. And on one shelf was a bunch of medical and genetics books. On another shelf was a bunch of uh, counseling and theology books. And then there was a whole shelf of heavy equipment digest magazines. Well, that's because my mom had three boys, and they were all interested in exploring different areas. I mean, my twin brother wanted to be a doctor. Now he's literally a world-class geneticist, um, cancer doctor. But my mom actually took a beginning genetics class just so she could talk to my brother about what he was. She kept exploring is mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. And then with me, she not only the books we'd written, but the books, you know, books in my area so so that she could talk to us and explore us that way. And then um, my older brother drove heavy equipment, big D9 push cats and the big road uh, uh, building things where the tires were, you know, so tall, taller than somebody standing upright, you know, just amazing, uh, big, huge things. But but it's, it, it, you know, it, your kid and who they are, man, explore them that's as right. well. That's so important. Oh, it is so important. And, and that's part of the, once again, one reason why we put together the Connect assessment that go that goes along with uh, the Relationally Intelligent Child book yeah. is because it helps you as a parent uh, begin to understand kind of what are the strengths of my child, what are the what is their bent, what are they inclined to 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 be interested in, yeah. and it helps us just just once again to be able to step into their world. You know, John, I think um, I mean when you when as you guys were growing older, um, did. Was was your house a place where your friends knew that they could come to and hang out? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and it's the same way it was in our house. And I, and I still remember my dad, um, t- you know, telling my mom one time because every weekend we used to. My dad would actually cook cook a dinner on Saturday night, and and his only rule was that okay, I need to know how many guys, how many of your friends are going to show up for dinner on Saturday <laughs> night, and I need to know it by noon. Yeah, because he needed to know how much food he wanted to prepare. Yeah, and you know, to, sometimes that would be an inconvenience to my mom, 
But my dad would would remind her, you know, these boys are gonna they are going to explore their world. Yeah. And you know, we can either be a part of wow. knowing who their friends yeah. are and stepping into their world and giving them a safe place for them to explore their world by being a part of it. Yeah. And it was my dad's and my mom's way of just stepping into our life and providing an avenue for us to be able to, to, to develop friendships with our friends, but also for them to be a part of the conversations that we had as yeah, well. Yeah, that's so, that's so great. Well, um, here's, here's where we're at. Uh, we've given you a bunch of examples of beer can mm-hmm. collections and, and cooking dinner and exploring your kids and all those kinds of things. But you brought up the whole idea of uh, how we've tied the Connect assessment, a very special version of it, uh, just for kids and different ages and things like that. So on the next podcast, we'll go even deeper looking at exploring by jumping in there. How about that? Uh, th- that's a great idea, John. And we really want you to pay close attention to, to where we're going with this because it can be a game changer. Yeah. Uh, when can. you begin to identify what the strengths of the, uh, the God-given strengths that are already a part of your child and begin to develop them out, Man, you talk about self-confidence as they begin to explore their world. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Relationally Intelligent Child podcast. If you don't already have a copy of the Relationally Intelligent Child, you can get yours today through one of our distributors found right here on this page. Be sure and check out our blogs and articles, as well as you and your child can receive a free personality graph and overview by completing our online Connect Assessment. You can find a link to the Connect Assessment on our homepage here at RelationallyIntelligentChild.com. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Relationally Intelligent Child Podcast.